Hi, I'm Susan Caruso, the founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator of the Sunflower Bridge program. And we'd love for you to take a breath and smile with us. (laughs) (sighs) Well, we've been wanting to talk about this one for a while Mm -hmm. because it is a a slightly different approach to to chores. we actually we we don't even call them chores, um, but the idea that who who is it that's responsible for keeping the house clean? Who's who's responsible for all of those tasks that um, make a home livable, comfortable, clean, <laughs> fun to be there? Yeah, and what we often end up coming back to is, well, it's really not any one person's responsibility. It's actually the whole family and everyone who takes up residence in your home that is partially responsible for the upkeep and maintenance of that space. Even the littlest ones can can do things to be part of 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 taking care of that space and so that it's not it's not you or you or you it's us it's we it's our home it's not just dad's home or mom's home or grandma's home it's it's ours so we're going to take care of it together it's how we do things approach things at sunflower mm-hmm. um, lots of times people say do you make them clean up <laughs> <laughs> and we we don't do that we don't sing a, a clean up song we don't really separate cleaning from everything else that we do we just it's just part of what we do so we um, we work together so that the space is ready for the next group of children that are going to come in when we're ready to leave just pull it together and sometimes it can be a lot of fun too um, a little bit of the language that we might might use would be you know let's work let's work together to get this room straightened out because you know won't the afternoon seedlings be so happy to see that it's it's just perfect right the way the right the way it was before um the way it was when you found it right the way uh-huh and um the other kinds of pieces of language would be you know to to hand a child something and say here put this where it goes or where does this live and then they grab it and go and do it rather mm-hmm. than singing a cleanup song and having everybody feel the weight of having to clean up right now right right in this moment and um and then usually when that happens, what the reason why we shifted it was because everybody would just, you know. Dip. Yeah, they'd be gone. <laughs> it would be the same three kids that would be cleaning up whenever. And so we just, we ditched that for sure and made it a, a group process. Well, one other bit of language that w- comes up quite often at Sunflower is, this isn't working. <laughs> and instead of, you know, uh, casting blame or trying to uh, isolate a, a child who just tore the puzzle out of the box, you know, whatever mess there is, um, instead of creating this uh, antagonism between you and the child, treating it matter-of-factly and unemotionally can release you from from you both of you from that uh, being pitted against one another in it that 
what they would like in their mind in that moment is, well, you're telling me I have to. You're telling me I have to clean up. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is play. Mm-hmm. And so uh, how can we work with where they're at developmentally and gamify it? You know, mm-hmm. how can we treat these things that we as adults have become jaded about and maybe you see the dishes as just pure drudgery and you you want to avoid that chore at all costs. I, I know I am guilty of such things. And, and the children <laughs> love doing that. They love being part of real work, of doing something real. And so to have a little one take the dishes off and put them in the dishwasher in a way or or to help put the utensils on the on the table just whatever it is that they can do and don't praise them up and down for it it's just it's part of what we do okay let's get the let's get the utensils everybody puts their dish in the dishwasher Mm -hmm. um those kinds of things and uh and what I I often hear people talking about a, a parenting tactic that is often touted as natural consequences. And I think there's this uh, mistake that people can make where they think, well, the natural consequence of uh, not cleaning up their room is that the toys go in the trash can or something, you know, that there's that there needs to be they need to get the message. Um, there is another gentler way, I think, of framing that where you can you can demonstrate, you can model what the consequence is of cleaning up after yourself. You can model that when you clean the Legos and put them in the box, then the next morning, they're right where you found them. They're, they're exactly where you put them. And, and so you know where they are. You don't lose all of the pieces underfoot or under the bed. And they learn from the experience rather than you needing to beat them over the head verbally with mm-hmm. the consequence of their actions. They, they see it. It's self-evident. Right. You know, and along with that is how do they go about doing something? Um, I know from my mother insisted that, that, you know, I clean the floor. And our household, maybe this is part of why I'm, I'm kind of a stickler about everybody's joining in to do to do to make the house um, a nice place to live because it was really the girls in the family that did those things uh-huh. and, and um, the boys didn't have to do anything they didn't have to do anything and my mother we had linoleum floors and she insisted that I do it her way there was one way to scrub floors and it was with a Brillo pad up uh. and down you know like like this and then crisscross it and then rinse it and then do it again sideways you know so it it was it had to be exactly the way she did it so i never got i never got anything right i never i never could mm. do it the way she did and for a very long time in my adult life i was like I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to do that. I'm definitely not going to scrub it like that. Mm -hmm. So it definitely, you know, her plan definitely backfired. Yeah. And so, but you had a totally different experience. It's true. My experience of early chore etiquette was that I had my own room. I was an only child. And so I was fortunate to have my own bedroom. And 
the limit that my mom set was we all live in this house together. And so there are shared spaces. The kitchen is a shared space. The dining room is a shared space. The living room is a shared space. And so those spaces, if you get into an art project and your materials are scattered all over the living room, when it's time for dinner, it's important for you to gather those things up and put them in your room. However, your room is your room. And if you're in the middle of something and you don't want to clean it up, that's okay. As long as it's in the confines of this particular space. Right. So using our framework of time, space, permission, and language, we've given you some language. The space aspect can be that there are certain spaces that are a yes space, as we call it sometimes, where the children are in charge of deciding what the state of that space is, but it can be as small as you want. You know, it can be that they have their toy chest and all of their things that they love can live there. And that can be a part of your routine that when it's the end of the day and we want to make sure that the the family room is is ready for daddy to come home from work, then we know where everything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so individual families get to decide what that looks like. Um, you, uh, you know, you get to um, decide um, how you want to do something, wh- what those limits are going to be. Um, and and people don't, you know, this is this is a little bit controversial, but I don't feel like you should get paid for doing those chores. You don't, shouldn't get paid, you know, tying that to a reward of money um, when it's something that we all do, that we all should do. And we're learning those skills, um, even the even the very youngest ones. It it makes a big it, it's different if you're getting paid for it. You know, I, I feel like, you know, the idea of, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but the whole idea of, of money is is something that, you know, we, we all should have too. So we'll talk about that later. Yes, there's a place for that. But the way that you just laid it out, it seemed so obvious to me that it's really a form of bribery. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and too, it, it's, it's just, um, yeah. It is. It's yeah. As much as as uh, it has been glorified as a way to, you know, introduce your children to the concept of personal responsibility, um, I I would argue that you you might be setting yourself up to experience more pushback and more resentment than you were expecting um, from such a simple thing as giving an allowance for chores. Just because money is a surprisingly a, a curious thing for children. <laughs> it, it, they can tell that it's powerful and they can tell that it, it, it matters to you. And, and so um, attaching that as a reward to something that we want to encourage them to see as commonplace, as it's just what you do, then you're incentivizing something that should otherwise just be natural. Yeah, and they're, they're learning life skills. If you as the parent thinks about, you know, I, I'm going to 
give give the tutorial on how this is done and developmentally different ages are going to be ready for different kinds of things and mm -hmm. you're really you're teaching them how to have a house of their own it sets that precedent of how what what is my life going to be like once I have my own home I'm sharing a home with somebody else right. and um, so those skills happen every step of the way from very early all the way through mm -hmm. and um, one of the things that that happened that I that I notice a lot is parents will say you know all oh, my child is being defiant and they're they want to do all these big things and I I say yep teach them how to do the laundry yes. you know show them that you know let them do that and because they want to be they want to be big they want to be responsible mm -hmm. they want to learn how to do the things that the adults do and um, so you're giving them tutorials every step of the way so that when they are 13, 14, 15, they, they know how to clean the bathroom. They know how to do everything. Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's off your plate. It's, it's, it's a shared responsibility. Well, of course, leaving a little bit of room for an individual to do a task in their way, in their unique way. For and, sure. <laughs> uh, that might mean that um, your child has a hamper in their closet, and when the hamper is full, they are tasked with carrying it to the laundry room. You probably should uh, not express discontent when you find their socks and underwear scattered along the hallway on the way to the laundry room because they really did the best they could. They they gave it a, a try. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so how much better will they do it next time? And if you don't um, punish them or embarrass them for doing it wrong, quote unquote, then um, maybe they'll just see, oh, I... I understand that there's a better way, and I will try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, um, they. It's it's increments. They're going to learn step by step. They need to have that experiential learning of doing it, and then they will get better. And they'll learn, and they'll make it their own. Um, they don't have to do it like like my mother said. You know, you you need to cl clean the table exactly like this. I was. You know, I was an individual. I was unique. I had my mm -hmm. own way I wanted to do. And um, and so, yes, I did learn eventually to get everything clean. And, um, and yeah, uh, but the outcome, as long as the outcome is the, the desired outcome, mm -hmm. then the process by which you got there is, is less important. Yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear from you about how you deal with the everyday mundane tasks around the house? How do you make it fun for yourself? How do you uh, create the inclusive kind of atmosphere that we're talking about? What has worked for you? We would love to hear about it. You can reach us on Instagram at Sunflower Creative Arts. You can also send us an email at lindsay, that's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, at sunflowercreativearts.org. And we look forward to connecting with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Sunflower Bridge Podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions. <laughs>